Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast, where we wreck and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking by bringing alternative viewpoints and different subjects to light in an attempt to not only change the thoughts and feelings that most people accept as reality, but to obliterate them completely. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the boom was, was for our watchers fantastic yes you you uh what do you call that what's how do, how do i verbalize that i don't know you, you made it explode with your hands yeah, I did. up overhead it was like a big nuclear explosion fantastic i'm the golden greek alex arion joined as always by my beautiful lovely gorgeous amazing wife hello my tag team partner yes. in life so, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic as always. Not going to say my name? I, I thought I did. I thought you just said my wife. I, my, my tag team partner in life. Mo- Monique. <laughs> say my name, say my name. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot to say your name. <laughs> I uh, need no, a woman who needs no introduction and therefore oh. will not receive one. <laughs> there you have it. And that's, there it is. That's exactly how that goes. <laughs> Uh, all right. So how are you doing? As I said, I'm well. You're well, you're great. Good. And I'm fantastic as always. Yeah. What are we talking about this week? This week, we're going to talk about the witch of Pungo. Okay. This, um, this, when you first told me this, I'm like, this sounds crazy. Like Pungo. What's yeah. That, what the heck is this? Is this like some what kind of. What the fuck of, is a Pungo? Yeah. What's a Pungo? Yeah, that, that was my first thought. So. Well, it's a rural rural community in Virginia back in the I 1700s. Didn't, see, I didn't think it was an American uh, uh, place, a place in America. I thought it was like in, in I, I think Pungo immediately comes to mind as Congo. So I'm thinking something mm-hmm. African perhaps. But then you said, no, it's a it's Virginia. I'm like, what? Virginia? Pungo? Okay. So uh, what about it? And then you, you kind of told me the whole story. And I thought, yeah, that was pretty interesting. So why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and get into it? Tell us. So this is a witch. Yes, a, a, an alleged accused witch. So an acu- All right, we may we may as well just get into the story. Yeah. But it, is there like a uh, like people are haunted by this witch and, and well, stuff like that? I'm going to share the story. I want to tell you why I was interested in it. I was okay. looking for. Um, I was actually looking uh, for different cryptids for us to talk about in the show. And I came across this story because there w- it was really weird. It was connected to like a type of historical um, website for the U.S. And I'm like, what? They have a thing on cryptids? That's weird. And then I saw her story and I'm like, oh, I'm not familiar with that. I want to learn about it. And I read it and it's a pretty interesting story to say the least so I just I thought it'd be fun to share because I don't know how many people are familiar with 
The Witch of Pungo. I had never heard of it. Like I said, this was the first I'd heard of it. And uh, so I was interested when you when you said it. I'm like, The Witch? What the heck is that? Is that like the Bell Witch or is that like the, not the Blair Witch because that's obviously fake. That was a movie. But, uh, uh, you know, like like the say Witch Trials, that kind of witch? Or was it like an actual, like, like a pagan practicing witch kind well, of thing? Like we'll I didn't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, we'll so get into everything. And then like with what she was about like as as i read through the story um yeah it's just a pretty amazing story so i just wanted to share it with everyone for anyone who's not familiar with it all right let's get into it all right born grace white she was the daughter of a literate carpenter in what would later become princess anne county which is now modern day virginia beach so you said a literate a literate carpenter. Like, like a carpenter who he can, can read. read. Yes. So back then, this was not something that was uh, common, I guess? In the 1600s, yeah, a lot of A lot of, a lot of illiteracy. A lot yes. of people not able to read because really they didn't have to. Yeah, they just did their work. Right, so. In 1680, Grace married James Sherwood, who was an illiterate poor man who did not possess any land so he could not read no he could not read and he had no land so he must have had a great personality that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) maybe a bad one i I love that that that's it (laughs) like that like it's almost like a uh back then if you didn't have any land you were almost like a less than yeah right yeah Now, John White was Grace's father, and John gave his son-in-law 50 acres of land when Grace and James married. And when John passed away, he left the couple the remainder of his estate. So her father Mm -hmm. had so much land that he gave them 50 acres Mm -hmm. when they got married. That's Wow. Yeah. Be 50 acres? That's uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. No, that's That's a a pretty good chunk of land for sure. And Grace was a mother of three. She was a midwife. She grew herbs to help people and animals. She had she, three. She grew su- herbs to help people. Yeah, and animals. You mean heal people? I'm sorry to heal to help heal people and animals. I mean, growing herbs. I guess that could be helpful, but if yeah. you don't know how to, to help use them, heal people and animals. Okay. And she had three sons: John, James, and Richard Sherwood, and they all lived in the rural community of Pungo. Pungo. Pungo, Virginia. Is so, that is Pungo, Virginia still there? No, because it's now Virginia Beach. It was like a community. Really? Yeah. That's what it, that's what I've read. This whole wow. area became modern day Virginia Beach. Wow. I, I spent a weekend in Virginia Beach when I was younger. Interesting. So I could have possibly been near the Pungo Witch. Maybe. Or the Witch of Pungo. But the fact that she grew herbs to help heal people and animals, I'm like, oh, so she was a good person and she was basically, yeah, because Do, back then that was frowned upon. Yeah, so she was doing things. Uh, so she comes she from ahead a, of her time. Yeah, so she comes from a literate family. Mm-hmm. I, I presume if her father could read, he probably taught her and, and, and any other siblings how to read uh, or, or if his children, excuse me. Uh, so she could probably read, was educated, maybe read books about herbs or learned how to do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Usually people, that once they get that, that knowledge and, and now they can actually go out and, and seek out information back then it was books mostly, obviously. Uh, but 
some of these illiterate folks who are not as educated and maybe don't understand or understand the things that are being done by people who can read books like growing herbs and using them to heal and to make medicines. Right. But, but, but you could farm stuff, but not know how to use it or what the, the medicinal uses for something are. So them not understanding that these, these herbs could be used to help and heal people. Perhaps that's why she would maybe go well, on to get. Well, it's a few things because also back then women, they didn't want women doing those things. That was a man's job. There you have that and too. And also there were no images of Grace, but it's believed she was quite, she was tall, quite pretty and intelligent. And it's thought that the, the trifecta mm, of doom. The witchcraft rumors were spread by jealous wives. So, so a bunch of the jealous housewives were intimidated by her and, and had to spread rumors. It, it, it couldn't be that she was just intelligent, that she knew how to read. That that it, it can't that can't be it. Maybe perhaps who obviously was a driven person because she learned all well, these things. Let me let me finish talking about her. Grace uh, and her husband were a nonconformist couple. James never held a position of public trust. Grace wore pants and used her herbs for healing, and it was not long before they would face many slanderous accusations from their neighbors. What so, kind of accusations? Oh, I we're going to get there. Oh. So again, you have a woman wearing pants. Well, why did she wear pants? Because she was always working outdoors, growing herbs and planting. So that's what she was comfortable in. Okay. So in 1706, Grace was formally accused of witchcraft. Grace was a midwife who was blamed by her neighbors for ruined crops, life, uh, livestock dying, and bad weather. So they all they blamed her for everything. She was the scapegoat. So the scapegoat. how did all this happen? Let's first look at how Virginia handled witchcraft accusations. So wait a second. So she gets accused of witchcraft and that's it? Well, I'm going to get into the story. I'm just kind of giving a little bit of background about her. All right. So let's get into the story. In Virginia, there were few community there were a few communities at that point, and most people lived on their own farms and plantations with either waterways or rough roads between them. Reli- religious leaders did not oversee neighborhood arguments. The courts did. So the law was much more concerned with issues that could cause the breakdown of societal bonds such as gossip, slander, or adultery. Virginia did not execute their witches. Of the 19 witchcraft cases in the colony's history, all but one were acquitted. The man in question served jail time for a year and then was free to go. Witchcraft trials were time-consuming. So hold on a second. It was a man? Uh, yes, from that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was only one case. Um, he was held in jail for a year and then free to go. So witchcraft trials were time-consuming and divisive, so Virginia did not o- uh, oversee them often. When they did, slander and hearsay were not accepted evidence. The courts made the burden of proof on the accusers, and those accusers could be then taken to court for slander. So it was a long and and an expensive process, which is actually really good because it should be the burden of proof. If you're going to accuse somebody of something, you should have the evidence to back it up. So it kind of seems like they were on the right track with that. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. 
The initial claim... Kind of the opposite of what's going on today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... In regards to Grace Sherwood, the initial claim started in 1697 when a neighbor, Richard Capps, accused her of witchcraft when his bull died. The his cor- bull? His bull. His bull died and he blamed her, saying she was a witch. The court made no decision, but the Sherwoods took the Capps to court for slander and was settled. This was a cycle that would repeat a few times. Accusation, court, acquittal, Sue for slander, rinse and repeat. In six, Excellent. Yep. In 1698, Elizabeth Barn took Grace to court, claiming she had turned into a black cat, snuck into her bedroom, and whipped her before jumping out through the keyhole. What? <laughs> yeah. Some reports that I read in some of the articles also said that Elizabeth... Elizabeth Barn accused Grace of riding her like a horse as well. Wow. Yeah. So people believed this kind of stuff. Well, this is what she accused. Now, maybe she was having a dream. Who knows? But the matter was resolved and the, and it basically, it failed. The suit failed, meaning that Sherwood had to pay for the court cost. So she went, she got accused Nothing happened, so Grace went to the courts accusing Elizabeth Barn of slander, but it, it didn't go forward, so she had to pay her own court costs. Okay. In 1701, Mr. Sherwood died, and Grace inher- inherited his property without remarrying. And this seemed to begin a new wave of witchcraft accusations, which could land her in jail. And some historians think that this renewed interest in making Sherwood guilty of witchcraft may have been due to the interest of taking her land. So we've talked about it before with other witch uh, witchcraft trials, where if you have a woman who has her own land, a lot of people did not like that back then. They felt, as a woman, you should not have your own land. You should be married and the land belongs to the man. And also, if you're a couple and they don't think you're good enough, they don't like you, they would try to accuse you of being a witch to take your land. It's pretty shady. It is. Bunch of jerks. It's fucked up. So in 1705, Grace was involved in a fight with Luke and Elizabeth Hill. She took them to court for assault and battery, claiming Elizabeth had beaten her. On December 7th, 1705, she won a small amount for the court case, but it wasn't the full amount she wanted Originally, so I believe she wanted 20 pounds and she received five shillings or so, something so like this that. Is, yeah, so this is obviously before there were dollars and yes. cents. Mm-hmm. Immediately after this happened, the word of witchcraft was thrown around Grace again. On January 3rd, 1706, Elizabeth Hill claimed Grace had caused her to miscarry. It is believed this accusation was due to Luke Hill not wanting to have his wife's reputation ruined. Luke petitioned the governor of Virginia to have Grace tried for witchcraft by his Williamsburg council. Okay, so hang on. Yes. So they accuse her of being a witch? Yeah. Because he doesn't want his wife's reputation ruined? Yes. Yeah, so so wh- your reputation would be ruined if you had a miscarriage? No, because she was found guilty of beating her. Luke, Elizabeth Hill beat Grace. That's okay. Grace took them to court and won. 
And Luke didn't want his wife having a bad reputation for beating another woman. So they accused her of witchcraft by saying she caused his wife to have a miscarriage. Got it. Okay. Whether it's whether she really had a miscarriage or not, right. we don't know. We don't, right. They just accused her of that. Okay. Which again, I follow you. Now. It's so messed up. Like back then, do. I don't like you. I'm going to call you a witch. That's it. That's all you have to do. I mean, mm-hmm. now you don't like somebody, you call him a Nazi. Exactly. Or a racist or whatever. That's it. rinse and repeat. It's it's <laughs> it's this it. it yeah. People don't learn from, from the past. Yeah, broken record. So Grace was forced to show in a February 3rd, 1706 hearing. Grace's property was searched for any evidence of witchcraft. And it seems that they didn't find anything. What would you say would be evidence of witchcraft? Like, what would they be looking for? Obviously, you were not alive back then. But if for you, were you able to find any information? Well, I was curious... In regards to Virginia specifically, did okay. they have their own laws stating what would be considered evidence? I couldn't find anything specific, but in general, a lot of times they're looking for black cats, some kind of familiar, which was believed was a demon that would help or assist the witch, and it could shapeshift into different things. Even like if you had a cauldron. They, they would try to accuse you of being a witch and saying like, oh, you have a cauldron. You're a witch. Um, ointments and salves, which she may have had using herbs. Right, yeah. Um, sometimes they would do that. And even go as far as if they had a broomstick. <laughs> that's that's the, that's it right there. That's the, the proverbial smoking gun is the broomstick. If you want clean floors, then you are you fucked. Are, you are a, yeah. Don't, don't mm-hmm. clean your floors, people. Nope. Nope, figure something else out. (laughs) So March 12th, a panel of 12 quote-unquote ancient and knowing women uh, were brought forward as part of the jury to look for any devil's marks on Grace's body. So devil's marks back then, it could be a birthmark, a mole, freckle, anything, you know, considered not normal by these women. Okay. The group found two marks as proof of her contract with the devil. And the four women of this group overseeing the search was Elizabeth Barnes, the same ah. woman who had accused Grace of being a witch, saying she turned into a black cat, whipped her, and then jumped out through the keyhole. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sounds not biased at all, well, right? Uh, I think before we... Yeah, that's crazy. But I think before we go any further, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back and we'll hear more about the Witch of Pongo. We'll be right back. Hearers, watchers. Homewreckers. Like what you're hearing or watching so far and want even more Homewrecker content? Then check us out on Supercast, where you can get more exclusive bonus content starting for as little as $5 a month. You'll get more of the content you love and also have access to exclusive episodes, listener-requested shows, watch-alongs, AMAs, plus special deals on Homewrecker Podcast merchandise and more. Visit homewreckerpodcast.supercast.com to sign up or click the link in our show notes. We really appreciate your support. We do. So hit pause and go check out homewreckerpodcast.supercast.com right now. Or click the link in the show notes. Thanks. Thanks. And we are back. Let's get back into the Witch of 
Fungo. Yes. So even though these women found these marks, both the colonial authorities in Williamsburg and Princess Anne County justices were unable to confirm that Grace was a witch. In some other reading that I had um, done, it seems as though they tried calling in another panel, another jury of women to come in because they realized that it wasn't fair. Um, Grace's attorney basically pointed out all the unfairness of everything happening. And so they decided to... That, that couldn't have been tough to do. Mm, they decided to get 12 uh, different women in, but they were unable to do it in the time that they had, which is why they were unable, in all fairness, they were unable to say whether she was a witch or not. So the case passed from county court to the Attorney General of Virginia without any judgment. And finally, on July 10th, 1706, authorities in Princess Anne County ordered that the accused be, quote unquote, ducked in, ducked? Con ducked in consecrated water to determine her guilt or innocence. So by this ordeal, if she sank, she would be declared innocent. She'd be dead, but she'd be innocent. But if she floated, her identity as a witch would be proven. And huh. something else I read, and I only saw it one other place, but she was allegedly quoted saying that she wanted that done. She said, "She said, yeah, go ahead and duck me. She, she, duck me. Duck me, she, baby. She, <laughs> she requested to be ducked. Well, she told, do it. So, so the the... Ducking is more like is kind of like dunking, like they, today. Where they, they well, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into what they did to explain it, and it'll make more sense. I'm just not going to ask any questions so you're done talking. Because well, any question I have, you're I'm like, gonna well, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. Give me a minute. Oh, okay. Let me get there. All right. A spot in the Lynn Haven River off of what is today known as Witch Duck Point was chosen. And so a boat rowed out about 200 yards into the river and Grace was tied crossbound. So her hands and feet, she was all tied up, bound. Yes. And then she was dropped into the water in what was, quote unquote, above a man's depth. So I'm assuming more than like six feet deep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Grace managed to untie herself and rise to the surface, proving to those present that she was a witch. Now, it was not a common thing for people like her at this time to know how to swim. However, what they failed to take into account was that Grace grew up on the waterway. So she knew how to swim. So uncertain of this result, she was thrown in the water a second time. That's, wow. <laughs> so she, we're going to put you in. And if you get out, if, if you if you don't get out, you're innocent. We know you're not a witch. But if you do get out, damn it, you're a witch. And we're going to put you right back in again and see if you can repeat this. Two out of three, I guess. I, okay. So upon the second time, the sheriff <laughs> tied a 13-pound Bible to her neck to try to help her sink. Isn't that nice to try to help her sink? With we a, really want you to Bible, be With a Bible, no less. Thirteen pound Bible isn't isn't one of the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not kill. Isn't that like the first one? Hey, Apparently, the they missed that chapter. The irony. Under the water, she instead got out of her bonds and swam up to the surface. 
And it said that the heavens opened and the crowd was drenched in a downpour as she broke to the surface. So at that point, Princess Anne County felt they had enough evidence to have her tried and convicted of being a witch. That's all you need. If you survive our, our tests. If you know how to you're swim, go- you're a witch. <laughs> if you survive our tests, we're putting you on trial. Damn it. She was taken to jail before being transported to Williamsburg to stand criminal trial. As a punishment for her crime, Grace Sherwood spent seven years in jail. After her release, the so-called Witch of Pungo, uh, she became the so-called Witch of Pungo. Once uh, she had paid back taxes on her land, she was allowed to return home in 1714. So not only did she have to go to jail for seven years, they made her pay the back taxes. But... On the bright side, that means they didn't give the land to the neighbors. Uh, I guess that's a, a bright side, I suppose. So screw you, neighbors. I, I guess that's a bright side. What a what a raw deal, though. Like, you go to, you're convicted of being a witch. Now you're going to go in jail for seven years. What? But you, you threw me in the water. And, and if I sank, I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So I survived. <laughs> and and. Now, uh, it's just so ludicrous on its face, but yeah. anyone with a logical, rational mind could probably pick up on that. Not many of us left out there. Though. Apparently. So Grace was one of only five female landowners in Virginia. Grace, Ooh, wow. Yeah, only five female landowners. That should tell you a lot. Grace Sherwood stayed on her property and continued to work and farmed it until she died at the age of 80 in 1740. Wow. According to legend, however, when her son placed her body by the chimney, it was instantly whisked up away. And the only clue as to why was a cloven hoof print in the ashes by the coals. Wow. You know, that's a hunk of bullshit that's right there. Like, that's like a great legendary, like a, like a legend, you know, like a story that, that spawns a legend, yes. if you will. Grace's legacy may have stayed hidden if it wasn't for two women who ushered in the winds of change for Virginia's witch. Louisa Kyle wrote a children's book in 1973 called The Witch on Pungo, with tales relating to the history and legends of Grace Sherwood. Grace's legacy lives on in Virginia Beach through a statue at the corner of North Witch Duck Road and Independence Boulevard near Old Donation Episcopal Church. The statue depicts Grace with a basket of herbs and a raccoon beside her to represent her love for animals. I wonder if people back then had raccoons as pets. I don't know. I totally have a raccoon. Because raccoons look—they look so cool. Like they have like the coolest, like but the like almost like a mask. You know what I mean? Like they're they're, adorable. Yeah, they're they're really cool looking. But I I don't know if they'd be friendly. I'm gonna go on a side note. Um, and I. Don't know if I ever shared this before, but growing up in Dracut, we had a big tree across the street from our house, like right across from the driveway. And there was a hole kind of near the top and there were raccoons that lived in it. And then like one day, like these little babies would pop their head out and they made this noise. And I used to mimic the noise that they made and they would come and pop their head out. And I would like talk to the raccoons by making that noise and then my parents are like, Monique, I don't I don't go near the raccoons. They could have rabies. That's kind of cool, though. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty neat. 
I'm so glad. I, I was like, I wasn't around back then, but I, I actually in a past life was in the 1600s. And and this was Drake at Massachusetts. Yeah, Drake at where I was talking to the raccoons in this present yes. life. Yes. Yeah, no, I was just saying it was Massachusetts. Yes. Just for anybody that is not from around here and doesn't know what you're talking about. Uh, so another person who helped, Belinda Nash, did a lot of work for um, Grace Sherwood. She was the founder of the Ferry Plantation who wrote a biography, A Place in Time, on Grace and petitioned three governors for over 20 years to get her name cleared. So they, they basically read the stories of, of Grace mm -hmm. and realized, obviously, this woman was, this is all erroneous. She didn't yeah. do anything wrong. She was just because <laughs> everything's documented by the court. So there's historical right. documentation just showing the ridiculousness of it all. Right. So on July 10th, 2006, Governor Tim Kaine restored Grace Sherwood's good name 300 years to the day since the ducking ordeal that condemned her to witchcraft or for witchcraft. Wow. Now, according to local stories, her legend doesn't end there. Some say... Grace returns to visit her ducking spot every July and can be seen as a spot of light dancing on Witch Duck Bay. Is there any, does anybody have any pictures of this? Were you able to find any videos or anything that anybody no. says they got of this? That's I, I didn't. Very interesting. Wow. So anyone listening from Virginia, if you know about this, you have any like videos of that yeah, pictures, share send them. it. Yeah. Share them with us. We'd love to see it if, if you do. Yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty cool story. It's just kind of one of those things, like, just shows you how crazy stuff used to be. And, and again, it's kind of starting to get back to that. In just the, in, in a, different ways. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just in, in the, in the irrational people way that people act in regards to certain things. Very interesting. When you think about it, it's almost um, very immature and childlike, like, I have a problem with you. I don't like how you are. And I don't mean like because regular children don't necessarily act like that, but it's kind of like that immaturity. And it's just like, I'm going to try to screw you. That's what it is. I'm going to figure out how I can screw you. And what do people do nowadays? They have cancel culture. You know, they use social media to slander people because they, they have a problem with them, whether it's a legit problem or not. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Pretty messed up. Well, so she wasn't a witch, obviously. I mean, uh, maybe she was, but based on every all the documentation. She was a healer. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did read a couple things that quoted her where she said, I ain't a witch. I'm a healer. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And, and that's Imagine that. how many women were accused of witchcraft who were healers. Me, I'd be accused of witchcraft if things are still like they were today. I'd totally be accused of witchcraft because sure. I grow herbs and plants and I use them for healing. You do Reiki. I do Reiki. Oh, I do no. hypnotherapy. Oh, geez. Yeah. I read tarot. You are my modern day witch. Mm hmm. I guess you would call it that. One yeah. of the things, I think we were having this conversation the other day, and I was like, 
if people were really afraid of witches, don't you think they'd keep their mouth shut because they wouldn't want the witch to like curse them and do bad things to them? Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that that's where the 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 educated logical mind comes into play because uh, again, I think again w- when a lot of those people don't have educations and they don't know how to think, the the first thing that they fall for is fear and fear tactics. So. Uh, perhaps an educated person who didn't have the best of intentions could manipulate the townsfolk to go after an enemy. And that was the way that they would do it. The mob mentality takes Mm -hmm. over, right? But if you were truly afraid that somebody was a witch and had these powers of Satan and could kill your livestock wouldn't you be afraid if you accuse you them they would kill you too right yeah you wouldn't want to call them out right yeah. but again that's thinking logically you would want to be their best friend not. those folks were not thinking well if she was really witch she could just escape she could just kill us kill our family ruin our crops do all this stuff but instead they were thinking we got to kill her because she's going to do it like wait what it, yeah it, like, it doesn't line up the logic is all just a mess it is. And again, there's just so many people who unnecessarily died because of that. And then even not only with the witch trials, but just in general, think about how many women were like attacked and, you know, vigilante groups that didn't bring women to justice because they were healers. And they just made that decision then and there, we're going to kill them. Because you know that happened. Of course it did. Sure. I mean, that kind of stuff, I'm sure, probably still happens, just in a different way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's scary. But, again, it's it's one of those things. It's good to, when, when you find stories like this, and it's, it's kind of good to try to get them out into the consciousness just so people kind of can, can realize that it can get back to that if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. If we're not careful, it, we can go back to those ways. Yeah. Maybe you got a computer and a laptop and a phone and all this like great technology around you, but mentally you could go back to this place if you're not careful. Yeah. And that's a scary place to be. You can devolve. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and remember, it's not just it's essentially how we've evolved to be where we are now. We can devolve the same way mm-hmm. with lack of education with uh, bending to fear and superstitions. Mm-hmm. It can get back to that real, real quick as we pass those on to our children and then they pass it on to their children and they get more and more fearful and less and less educated yeah. and less and less rational. And yeah, and, and, it can and be scary. And unable to use logic yeah. with things. And yeah. It can be a scary, scary time. I'll tell you what, why don't we take a quick break? Okay. We'll come back and I want to talk about something kind of weird that happened to us recently. Yes. Yes. All right. So we'll be right back. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. 
I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Innerstandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light. And we're back. I wanted to talk about something kind of weird that happened to you and I, actually. And this was about two and a half weeks yeah, ago. It was, a, well, it was about a few weeks. Yeah, two, three weeks ago. Okay, we'll say two, three weeks ago. And I just keep forgetting to bring it up on the show. So we're outside shoveling. And it was it was early morning, probably about, what, 9.30? Between 9.30 yeah, and between 10? Yeah, between 9 and 9.30. And... We have kind of a longer driveway, so we, we split the duties. You take one half, I took the other half. And I always, when I go outside to shovel or really do most yard work or anything like that outside, I always have my headphones in. So I was listening to, I think, music or maybe a podcast, whatever. Anyway, I had my headphones in, so I wasn't really... I would look up every time, you know, I'd take a shovel, toss it, uh, toss the load or whatever, and, and look over at you and always look up at the door to see if one of our kids is looking, trying to get our attention or whatever. But ears, not not really listening, except for what what's in my earbuds, ear headphones, whatever. And so you came over to me and you said, do you hear that? I said, so I take my headphone, I'm like, what? And you're like, do you hear that? Okay, first, let me just say, so every time, because I don't, I don't typically listen to anything when I'm outside. I want to listen to nature. I just kind of want to be in there, even if it's like it, the way. So it was snowing and then it turned into rain and we were trying to get the shoveling done because the snow got heavy. I was soaked to the bone. I mean, my coat, like all my clothes were just soaked, but I didn't care. I'm outside. Nature's cleansing me and I like to listen. But every time I go to talk to him, he like, what? Huh? <laughs> I'm just like. So I have to repeat myself. I have to stop, wait for him to take his headphones out, and then repeat myself. Yes. So that's what happened so, this day. So why don't you describe to everybody what was going on, what we were hearing, or, or what you heard that you came over to call my attention to. The sound in the sky got really weird. And all of a sudden, I hear this weird horn kind of sound almost like it's some kind of like air raid horn or like I don't know but it wasn't a car horn and I'm like it's not church bells it's because they have bells this is more of like a weird horn sound it's not a fire truck sound um I, I it was just very bizarre and it was weird because like we we're by an airport and there are planes that can make sounds but it's nothing I've ever heard it was the weirdest horn kind of sound and I'm like, do you hear that? But how how long had you been hearing it before you came over to get me to see if I maybe about heard it. thirty seconds? Because I was trying to figure out what it was. I'm like sitting okay. there, like going through everything in my mind. What could this sound be? So when I took my headphones out and started listening for, it, I heard it right away. When you said, "Do you hear? Do you hear that horn?" And that's when I, I took my other one out because I had one in and one out, and I took them both out. And, I, and I'm listening. And yeah, I could hear it. It was, and it's like you said, it was almost like the pressure when I took my headphones out, like my ear pressure got weird. And the air felt weird and too And the air at that felt time. weird. Yeah. yeah. So it was almost like I didn't notice anything because like I had my headphones heavier. in at first. 
and then taking them out, it felt like the pressure, like almost not, not my ears didn't pop, but I could feel a, a difference. And, and it was very noticeable and very palpable. And so I, I could hear it right away. And it was a very, like, like you said to me, it's not, it sounds like an air raid siren kind of, but it's not that. And I'm listening and I'm like, I didn't get the air raid siren sound. It sounded more like a, a horn, a, like a like a big. It was a horn. continuous. It was a horn continuous sound. It horn wasn't like sound. a siren. Yeah. It was like a note playing, just right? A, like a horn going continuously for like two minutes. Yes, and and, and it went. It went for a good minute yeah. or so. From when I started listening to it, it was just like, what is that? And and it seemed almost like like you like we said the pressure in the air was different, and, and because I the surrounding sounds almost seemed kind of because I listen to nature and it's the sound of like the rain coming down and how it like touches on everything and the trees and the wind and it was like all of that stopped. Yeah, but it was like um and we had talked before about an incident that happened was it over a year ago? Yeah, over the summer where again something weird like that happened, but it was like the way the sound was it it was almost like an echo chamber this was a little different it reminded me of that but it was different because this was like weird like you could feel the pressure in the atmosphere and again it was continuous it didn't like kind of go down and come back up it just was one like like some kind of horn just going going like it two didn't, minutes. It didn't sound, didn't like, sound that. like that. I'm just trying to do a continuous sound. It didn't sound like that. It was like the like weirdest that. sound. It, it was like, I don't know. It was very eerie almost. It almost it, uh, I I had heard about people hearing horn sounds. I, I had heard about it. I don't know if I'd ever mentioned it no, to you. No, I before never this knew time. anything until after. Because I, I had heard about those. Some people call them like, oh, they're, they're the, the devil's horns or something. I've heard that. I've angels' heard, trumpets. I've heard angels' trumpets. Uh, I'd heard there. It's the it's the warning sign for the apocalypse. I've heard all kinds of things, and I was and and I'd heard clips of them and stuff like that. And this was very similar to that, but never anything that I'd heard before, like mm-hmm. any of those clips that I'd listened to in the past. This was. Along the same lines, but just not that same pitch. And I don't know if that's just because of our location and where it was originating from or what. But it was very bizarre. And I and I went and I, I looked to see if there was if anybody else had reported anything like that. We have that uh neighbor neighborhood thing. app, I think it's called, something like that, whatever it's called. And I have an account on there and I went on just to see if anybody else had mentioned it or anything and no, nothing. Nothing at all. Same thing over the summer when we had that that other incident with the, with the weird air pressure and the sound getting all weird. Nobody 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 mentioned it at all. So I wonder if people just if they're in their homes they're not hearing it because I could see if we were inside we wouldn't have heard it. Yeah, and the other weird thing is like I think we were the only ones out that early doing we were. anything. We nobody, were. We didn't. None see of our neighbors else. were out. Nobody on our street was out yet uh, because the snow had just stopped. And had turned to rain, and it, uh, it, I guess people just—I mean, we were planning to get get out for that time anyway. Well, I wanted to get out, and, like, but, so it didn't get too heavy. Sure, but no, none of our other neighbors had gone out yet, so we were out there before everybody else. There was nobody else that I could see around that we could say, "Hey, do you hear that?" It was just us. So it's just very bizarre. Yeah. But I—I I, I just wonder, like, what was that? What could that have been? And. 
Yeah, it was just very weird, very strange. And when the sound stopped, the pressure kind Everything of went back to normal. Went the back sound to normal. came back. The sound came back. It was bizarre. Very and what's weird. really weird is I completely forgot about it again. And that's what happened last time. I totally forgot about it until you reminded me. So a couple of weeks go by and you saw something that mentioned like the, the, yeah, horn, the horn sound, sound yeah. in the sky. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. I just totally forgot about it again. And so that's when I started looking into it. And I actually reached out to a couple of friends just to see like, hey, are like, have you experienced anything like this? So I want to put it out to all of our hearers and watchers. Have you experienced like hearing the horns in the sky sound? Because I have a few theories on what it could be, but I want to hear about other people's experiences. So yeah. if you have experience, please reach out to us and let us know because I want to try to put pieces together and figure out like, where is this happening? When is it happening? And Try. I, I want to do some research on this. So please, if you've experienced this, and let me know, like, did you notice a change in pressure? Was there anything different that happened? Did the sound change? Or was everything normal and you just heard, like, a horn sound coming from the sky? Yeah. I mean, the only other time I could, the only other uh, thing I could think of where the sound changes or, or the sounds of nature stop is, is hearing about it or reading about it in the Missing 411 books, where... All of a sudden, they'll just they like the 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 forest just goes still and quiet, and it's just different. So I, I wonder if whatever that we experienced is something along the same lines. Maybe I don't know. Just it's very bizarre, and and it just really gets me shaking my head. Now, uh, when I I told you I I had heard of these things and, and these sounds in the past, uh, just read stories about them, watched videos, and heard audio of them. They were mostly in uh, Russia. Was one of the uh, one of the places where the sounds were very prominent and, and heard by a lot of people. Uh, in Alaska, I'd never heard of it being anywhere else. It's not like you don't hear about it in like the you know Midwest or on the coast or anything like that. I, you don't hear about it in the states really. I mean, unless you count Alaska, but but again, that's not not down here uh, in the in the forty eight you know uh, states down here, but. Yeah, it's just, just very bizarre. Uh, but that was the only thing I could think of was it's got to be that. But what? What is, what is that? that? Well, I you know, I question. We have a nuclear power plant in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's about 45 minutes from us. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, if they were doing like a practice siren, like some kind of practice thing, I would we be able to hear it? And why would it cause that weird pressure change and the sound to stop everywhere? It, it, especially like if rain is coming down, like wouldn't that buffer that sound to like coming to us? I, yeah, you I would think. Know. And I mean, we don't we don't have any. I mean, we have an Air Force base, which is, again, is about an hour from mm -hmm. us. Uh, and again, we have the nuclear power plant, which is about 45 minutes or so from where we are. But we never heard any sirens or anything like that. And in there the was past. nothing sent out saying they were doing like the city was doing some kind of test, like sound, yeah, like our siren like thing. So because I looked and yeah, it was just. It, it but was, it wasn't a siren. That's the thing. It was a horn. Yes. But and but I'm trying to find like what could it be? What are some logical reasons? It was almost like, like a, a like a giant uh, French horn or something like just yeah. blowing a continuous Continue, note. like nonstop. Yeah. Like that's what the sound was. And, and I, we, we actually, we have, uh, what do you call them? Those doorbell camera deals. And anytime like a car drives by or, 
you know, an animal walks by in the backyard, it'll set off a motion sensor and it'll, it'll capture video. So we were hoping that we would capture some of it on video because where I was shoveling in the back, the, you, you got the camera, got a recording of you coming up to me and talking to me. We would think we, we did that, th- That's like the only part of that morning. The only video that didn't capture. I know. So that was, that, that was kind of weird. Like every other time well. I came over, it got me, but not that time. That one time where we needed the, the minute and a half, two minute of, clip. Like try to get that audio because it picks up audio. Yeah. It, di- it didn't get it. It didn't get the, the video. That was like the one video that didn't come in that morning. And again, I didn't have my cell phone on me. Very, so. very strange. And I didn't think to pull my cell phone on record it. I, Cause I, you're, you're busy at that point going, what is what that? What the fuck is that? What the fuck? Yeah. I tried to figure out like, what is that? And yeah. Very bizarre. Mm-hmm. So that would happen to us. It did. So if anything like that's happened to you, you've heard this mysterious horn sound coming from the sky. Let us know and sh- please share your experience with us. Give us all the details, as much information as possible, because yeah. I'm going to be digging in to do some research on this. I really want to try to figure out what the hell's going on. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll reserve my, my thoughts about what I think it probably is for yes for that show a later a later show yes all right well anything else you want to talk about before we call it a day no i I think i want to end on that note (laughs) fair enough sounds good let it resonate with people yeah that's hey that's great all right well then until next time i am the golden greek alex Arion. i've been joined as always by my beautiful lovely gorgeous amazing Tag team partner for life, my beautiful wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website. HomewreckerPodcast.com. Where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you.